soup. Dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom and other oracular tidbits with your hosts, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies. Two saucy sisters broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. Be sure to visit our website at oraclesoup.org to listen to our podcast archive. You can also visit us on Facebook and like our Oracle Soup page, where you can share your wisdom and request for Oracle Soup topics. Soup is hot now, and it's ready to be served. Wow, it's that time of year, Gina. Things are getting dark and cold, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. (laughs) (laughs) Setting a mood, are we? (laughs) I try. I try. Yes, it is. I'm actually enjoying the crisp. Uh, coolness of fall and of course you know in in our line of work it is an especially interesting and busy time well yes and I've enjoyed bringing in I I must have brought in at least a bushel of my pears today and I had apples and my neighbors are canning their tomatoes and it's just that time of year in the northern hemisphere where we're so thankful for the harvest, you know, and all of our many, many blessings and and also the fact that we're getting closer and closer to when that veil is the thinnest and really appreciating our ancestors and thinking about those loved ones who've passed on. Yes, this is definitely a time of year where things are, a lot of people are wrapping things up. Um, it just seems that there's a shift where, well, in one sense, things are winding down, but then in another sense, they're winding up. And so it's interesting you mentioned uh, the veil, how the veil gets thinnest uh, during the season, as they say. And so lots of things shift um, during that time, um, at least in terms of what I noticed. So, <laughs> yes, things yeah. shift, and there's something about really paying attention to our our dreaming and to the messages we get from the other world and of course using our cards this is an excellent time for working with our tarot cards and other oracle cards and uh, you know I'm so excited about this kitchen table conversation that we're going to be sharing with our folks here because it's just so so apropos for this season and there's something very very elusive about this person the fact that we were even able to finally sit down and have that kitchen table conversation and boy was that table messy oh it was a scary scary spread (laughs) (laughs) so i am so so incredibly excited to share with our oracle soup community the, uh, I'll just say the wisdom and the special spirit of our kitchen table guest, which is Patrick Valenza. Oh my God. Right. So <laughs> I think, um, again, needs no introduction, but ah. this particular Deviant Moon, Deviant Moon. This, this person has Deviant a wonderful Moon. deck, a very popular. 
popular <laughs> deck, right? Um, the Deep Very Moon. It's a. It's certainly unique in its in in, in what you see um, in terms of um, a lot of your traditional. And what is traditional tarot anymore, right? <laughs> well, let's just say it follows the template. But, you know, it's ironic because some people might look at that deck and go, oh, I'm so excited because it's so outside of the box of any other tarot deck you've ever seen in terms of the characters and, and the color and the treatment and, and some kind of risque, kind of edgy uh, imagery that he uses. And, and he is so sincere about his work and it, it comes from such a deep place in him. I just can't wait for people to hear what he has to say. Right, and we are really happy to sit down at the kitchen table since you stalked him so much and got him to do this with us. No, he was very... (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yes, so, but hey, we had a great time. And I think people are really going to, our listeners are really going to dig this Spooky. <laughs> okay. No, not really. I just. Um, I, I'm, I don't think tis, we need to say tis, anything tis, more. Tis the season. It speaks for itself. Right. <laughs> we want to welcome those spirits. Here we are again at the kitchen table. I am Gina Thies, and I have two lovely people here, one being my co-host, Katrina Wynn. Representing. <laughs> what is this stuff on the table? <laughs> I mean, honestly, what, what kind of food did you bring? Well... It's, it's pretty... It looks like a spider or something. <laughs> Could that... I mean, did you... This is pretty... Where did you find this stuff? It's pretty well, creepy. Well, you know... <laughs> Down on the bayou. (laughs) (laughs) We got our little crow daddies. (laughs) We do love our crow dads, our mud bugs, and our soft shell crab. This is a very, very special feast, though, because uh, we have a very, very special person with us who really likes these delicacies. And uh, it's Patrick Patrick Valenza, nice Italian name. And, you know, you're you're a New Yorker, aren't you? I sure am. Uh, born and raised on Long Island. Lived there all my life. My gracious. And as a Long Islander, does that have anything to do with, like, your vision? Is there something about the island that's coming through you when you're doing things like the Deviant Moon Tarot? There must be, because when I was a kid, I lived in an area that had a ce- pretty much a cemetery on every block. And then we had an area in the middle of Long Island that housed four or five insane asylums pretty wow. much next to each other. And um, right now they're all abandoned pretty much. And as a kid, I was always fascinated by uh, drives in the car when we would pass cemeteries and we would pass the insane asylum. And I used to wonder what was inside there at night. What's going on in those, those little lights and that little world that you really couldn't get to by the car, but you would just pass through. And I would ask my mother, you know, what is that place? And she just told me, oh, that's Boogeyman Island. And that's all she had to say. So I'm thinking, you know, what goes on on Boogeyman Island at night? So little thoughts like that were inspiration for the Deviant Moon. 
Wow. It's like, don't go there. Now I want to go there. Right, right. Now I want to go. Now, I go to now I'm obsessed with it because you told me not to go. Right. <laughs> no, it was, it's a lot of fun. And the cemetery has always fascinated me. Besides that, as a child, I feel like I was born with memories that screamed all the time. Like, it, it was like, what are these memories? Like, I remember things as if they were happened yesterday, but I had no connection to my life, um, places and people and just strange events. And I know um, I, I've heard at the, the Reader Studio, they were talking about how um, sometimes you don't bring those memories into your new life if you had a past life, that the slate gets erased. Mine wasn't erased. That you did not all. take the tea you of oblivion. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you just came through the veil and had I'm it all intact, you. right? So okay. These memories were screaming in my head, and how do I express these thoughts? Um, I never felt, or my goal never was to become an artist, and I don't consider myself an artist. It was just a venue or a way for me to get those thoughts and express them and to show the the things that I had in my head, whether it was a vivid imagination or a past life memory. I don't know, but but they're there, and that's the, that's the thing that I try to express. To me, that's genius. To me, it's uh, processing maybe karmic or, you know, some folks who know Benabel Wynn knows that she's done some very interesting research into our cellular DNA kind of memory. And um, I also think sometimes we're processing those old memories we couldn't quite finish in maybe a previous life or something. Mm -hmm. But it's brilliant the way it comes through, though. I mean, that's what a lot of artists do. They're processing emotions that they don't know how to express otherwise, or in your case, memories mm -hmm. that you don't know. So I'm a little curious, once it gets expressed, let's say you create a card or even a deck, do the voices quiet? Nope. New doors open. New, so are they new voices? Like, uh, the same, but a different sentence in what they're trying to say. Ah, so we so, just follow the rabbit hole yes. down the line. And I'm just going to jump to the chase. Overall, is there a message that they're trying to come through and reach us? I don't think they're just trying to reach you, obviously. I don't know what it is. It, it the Deviant Moon, I actually started when I was about eight years old in the fact that I was fascinated by tarot. I saw a tarot deck when I was eight years old. I begged my parents to get it for me. They thought I was crazy. What does an eight-year-old want with a tarot deck? But I persisted for about a month. They finally broke down. They bought me a deck, and I was just fascinated by them. I studied everything. I started to draw the characters. I started to make my own characters. I created a little world for them. While my friends were drawing Spider-Man, Superman, I was making the fool and the magician and, and whatever. And those evolved into my teenage years and I've created 13 cards that later became the Deviant Moon. So I had them at about 15. So all my life, whatever this was trying to get out was, was persisting through those years and it finally happened uh, about 2004 I started. I'm going to pause. I have to admit, I know a lot of tarot people, I know you do too, Gina. Do you? Can you remember anybody who was that, I hope you don't mind the word, possessed at such a young age by tarot or this need to express something? Not that um, in terms of tarot, and this is what I mean, meant by you know, genius. It's genie. It's the daemon, right? I love that. Yes. Okay. Say more about that. And so, to what, when I, what's coming through, and when I'm going, I was like, oh, okay. So you recognized your 
genie right away and um, as if by magic but you knew something was going on definitely that you had to get out um, I think when it's almost like in a sense that same energy or creativity that our child prodigy would have and so you came in already knowing what your purpose was you know in mm -hmm. a sense even if you don't recognize it it's like oh yeah I have to I have to create this this has to be done um, at eight that's fascinating um, I started drawing when I was eight and I, I just it was just there um, for me I always I never I don't recall or have memories of learning to read I all I always knew how to read not reading tarot just reading words um, and so it was funny because at four or five years old my family thought it was funny to have me in church reading from Revelation and I don't know how you know I mm -hmm. always had this really high uh, reading level and so words to me do the same thing um, the art um, when I created my Tarot of the Moors, um, I graduated from art school in 1986. Didn't pick up a paintbrush or anything since then. Everything converted to computers. So I'm doing desktop publishing, graphic design. So around 2011, it just like something hit me and it's like, I've got to do this deck. Am I doing a deck? Where does that come from? And I just started painting. And so, um, as if by magic because if you've been away from something for a long time it's like riding a bicycle you know how to do it but it's a little bit different mm -hmm. right? but here's what's really mm -hmm. different what I'm hearing from both of you there's like this deep calling that's bigger than you mm -hmm. right and it's and I know some people that's why they get drawn to working with tarot but as an artist to be a, a vehicle a channel for an expression in the world an expression that needs to be expressed in fact in both cases I can use the word dark but different kinds of darkness you know with Gina you're representing the dark skinned people with a interesting history that doesn't get talked about in the true world right it's all it's, it's a like shadow, shadow. Mm -hmm. it's exactly. a shadow mm -hmm. and the same thing with you Patrick you're picking up a whole nother shadow but it's actually coming from the insane asylums and people who've passed on that maybe had stories that didn't get heard or or loved or mm. nurtured that's interesting yeah yeah i i agree i think that there's maybe unfinished something that needs maybe closure or to express itself somehow yeah you know so i'm got it i just got this wild i mean so this is my gift <laughs> maybe mm -hmm. <laughs> my gift i mean i can't help it this is why i'm a psychotherapist is i start connecting the dots of completion and love and peace and balance and i see where things get blocked for people or i see how things get blocked for the world even and i'm a chariot so chariot is this warrior spirit and likes to see change in the world and so i i do see each of you as being change agents in unique ways and that i'm wondering if when people are actually using the decks could that also bring some sense of peace, completion, balance, or at least love and expression and acknowledgement to the spirits that are alive through your artwork? Mm. Well, I always talked about how if things are suppressed or there's shadow and we push those down, it will seep out. It, it, it needs to be seen. It needs to be heard. And it screams the loudest. And so um, it's it's wonderful to have decks that are, as we say, you know, 
fairy, unicorn, um, <laughs> baby and we, dolls, and whatever. And we love those too. They have a place in the world. No, it's, it's the kitty cat decks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, there are other aspects. And as as tarot grows, and as the world becomes more connected, we need to have things that express things for different people. Right. Um, we can't so, all just work with the Doreen virtue decks. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That's the opposite of what we're talking about right now. <laughs> And well, there's a there's a place for that. There's a place yes. for there's room for everyone. Sedona's at the table. full of them. <laughs> I, honestly, I went to Sedona. Oh I checked out all the stores. You would not find Deviant Moon there. You're not going to find Tarot of the Moors there. I hope so. I hope it changes. I was a little surprised, and I thought, no, I shouldn't be surprised because it's tourist town. I'm sorry. I'm like a social activist. I'm I'm so excited about what the two of you are doing, and I'm so sorry that the world's not supporting it or recognizing its incredible value. The, the strange thing is that um, the Deviant Moon, I found out, is actually one of the best-selling tarot decks in the world. Wow! Um, <laughs> so somebody is out there and they are into it. Thank you. Um, yes. They are... Who they're are they? The, what do you think? Out you, there. Um, you, you know, you have to remember that tarot, when we here we only think okay it's right here but tarot is huge all over all over and so um the river of tarot is a is so wide but it's also very deep right and so um that wouldn't surprise me and i'm really glad to hear that because that gives me a lot of hope oh yeah absolutely (laughs) your deck yeah you know what it is our decks are reaching a, a part of the community that is not being catered to at all it's it's all no no like we said rainbows everything's happy the death card is uh, everything's good the tower even has flowers on it everything's beautiful (laughs) don't worry you know but you have to face the uncomfortable things in life and that's your fear and a lot of that's in your head and a lot of it's imagined um i've had many people who've read with the deviant moon and were scared at first or put off oh uh, uh. right you don't know how many people say you know after a while that became my top deck my top reading deck um it it's very powerful i'm glad there are things that tell me the truth that kick me in the ass and say this is what you need to do i'm not going to sugarcoat it it's like if you have a big piece of spinach across your teeth, you want somebody to say, hey, you, you know, you yeah. got a little green thing there. Maybe you want to check right. a mirror or something <laughs> like that. that. You know, <laughs> you want somebody to tell you that. You, right. you need someone who's honest with you. And you know what that is from a psychological point of view, psycho-spiritual point of view? That's intimacy. Mm-hmm. And that is what's lacking. Mm-hmm. And that's why we don't feel connected and we don't have compassion for the people who represent otherness to us. Mm-hmm. Because if you can... Find those places where you truly connect with other, even though on the surface it seems really com- uncomfortable or difficult or scary. Once you get to those common places, it really does open up intimacy, and that in itself opens up opportunities to communicate, make more connections, make more relationship, more tolerance, more diversity. Sure. And that's what we're talking about is diversity in the tarot world mm-hmm. and how important these decks are. Mm-hmm. I definitely um, recognized and I, you know, I start with self. So when I created my deck, I'm like, I'm with self. This is something that I'm trying to express a story I want to tell. And then as I started showing others, my friends, images, I got so many different emotions and reactions that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. Um, For instance, in my tower card, which is called the Fall of Granada, 
I've had people cry. I've had people apologize for the experience of the Moors. Like, and I'm thinking, it's very, it's, it's, it's rewarding as an artist to see that, but it's like, okay, it's, it's time for this. Mm-hmm. So I, did you have the simu- yeah. similar experiences? I did. Uh, um, it's just, it's interesting too, when you put your work out there, the responses, it's like, it's not yours anymore. It's not yours and anymore. And people read into it. And I also find they bring their experiences into it. So a deck will read differently for one person than another and it's just amazing to see that happen and then when it came time to create the book mm-hmm. that went with the deck i mean you just didn't create a little book right it's a huge coffee table full color amazing celebration it was an accident too that that happened <laughs> tell that us day. tell us tell us please well the deck came out in 2008 and i would post little stories about how it developed as a child blah 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 and people wanted to hear more of the story so us games approached me and they said hey let's do let's do a book let's do a companion book and they said how long do you think this is going to take you i said and i'm i'm really bad at this i have to get better at this i said 3 months Three months, no problem. It took three years to put that thing together. And when I, t- and when I tell you I work, I'm, I'm a workaholic. Like I would get up at three o'clock in the morning and pound that thing out and come home from work and pound that thing out for three solid years wow. putting that thing together. Sometimes it would take me days to put a sentence together. Um, it was like sculpting words to put it together. There was, what it was was the deck evolved um, naturally, it just came right out. Um, and then it was to put the book together. It was now examining the aftermath of all that. Like what I never looked and examined the images that came out or what they really meant. It was just intuitive. This came out. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you have to analyze. Yeah, it and, and that was the hard it. part. Oh so for me, it was like exploring the deck Same again. You know, right. Same okay. But the inside cover. Oh. The, I mean, inside the cover, the paper, the... I forget the what, end pages. The end pages. Oh, I mean, hey, folks, if you ever pick up that book, don't just skip over the end pages. You have to start there. <laughs> and we're talking humorous, laugh out loud. Oh. Where did that come from? That comes from I don't know where, but um, the inspiration for that probably would be, I don't know if you know, the, uh, Wendy's fast food restaurant in the 70s and early 80s. On the tables, they had printed up old-fashioned newspaper ads. And I used to love reading about the farmer's boots or whatever it was. And I don't know what happened. It just came out like, let's do something like that. An old-time newspaper. We'll, we'll use the Deviant Moon as our characters. And it's almost like a almost like a gag reel kind yeah. of thing in a movie. You're just it's having fun. It's a gag fun. reel, and it's like a period piece. It kind of sets the tone for the book. It kind of sets it in in some kind of magical place in the past. Yeah, like your fears <laughs> aren't as bad as you think they are. You know, mm-hmm, maybe right. laugh at your fear. If you know when you have a fear, you tend to blow it up in your mind. But if you shrink it into a little thing, it, it kind of diminishes the power it has over you. That's what I how I describe the devil card. Okay. And I always tell people that really, the demon wants you to recognize it. You know its name. Once you know its name, it's not as big and scary as you would think. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's kind of like this big, grotesque thing. But when you kind of address it, it goes, oh, hi. Right, exactly. Hi. I am a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. We're going to wrap up this whole thing with 
The next one's going to be about unicorn. Oh, the next one's going to be about unicorn decks. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Patrick, for being here with us. Thank you, table. Gina. Thank you, Katrina. Oh, thank you so much. And keep it weird. Oh, we will. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> for spending time with us on Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and podcast suggestions on our Facebook page, also called Oracle Soup. And be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.org, for hot new servings of our saucy talks. You can also subscribe to the Feed Burner or listen to our pantry of Oracle Soup archived recordings, along with articles and links to more resources. And be sure to visit our personal websites to receive more information about us and the things that we offer individually. For Katrina, visit tarotcounseling.org. And counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. Dot org like in Oregon org and for Gina visit tarotadvisor.com and advisor is spelled a d v i s o r this content and the content of these podcasts are intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest it is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. This content is intended, but not promised or guaranteed, to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now. <laughs>